Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, my soul brothers and sisters. Welcome, soul brethren, I should say. Welcome to the Soul Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Katz. And today we have an amazing artist named Georgia Knott on the show. Georgia is one half of the brother-sister duo Broods. You might be very familiar with her from that. She now is fronting a solo project called The Venus Project. Uh, and under that name, she put out a new album on March 8th, which was International Women's Day which made her the perfect guest for us to have on this show because Georgia did an amazing thing. She got together a group of all women collaborators to make this album with her. And it is a kick-ass, soulful, beautiful, thoughtful, reflective album that is very different from Broods, is very much her own badassery happening on a record we loved it. We loved having her in the studio to talk to us about it, how it all came to be, what her lyrics mean, what she's talking about, and why she felt like it was so important to make an album with other awesome women collaborating. So all the things that you come to Soul Sisters for in one episode right here. Just a reminder, guys, if you are not already, please follow us on iTunes by subscribing to the show, Soul Sisters. And you can also watch these episodes on Billboard's YouTube channel. We film them right here in the studio, two cameras up in our faces, making us sit kind of awkwardly around the small table we have in the archive closet. But just so if you want, you can see these amazing artists that you love to listen to here in our studio. Um... Yes, that is the summary of how and where to find us. And you already have clearly because you're listening to my voice right now. Happy to have you back here. Hope you enjoy this episode with Georgia Knott of Broods and now The Venus Project on Soul Sisters. Well, Georgia Knott, thank you for coming on the show I, Thanks for having me. I definitely have wanted you on the show for a while because I'm a Broods fan, but now you. you have this new project that makes yeah. you actually tailor-made for <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Really, I've gotten to do so many cool things like this through this project. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've come out as a crazy feminist. Yeah, <laughs> I've come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Congrats. Thank yeah. you. I feel myself again. <laughs> I'm not implying that you weren't out as a feminist before. But this project yeah. places that front and center. So. Yeah, I think <clears throat> for me, it actually took a little while for me because I'm 23 and like I've been in this industry, in the music industry for like four years. Um, and 
it took a while for me to figure out what my place was as a feminist in the industry. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to do something that, you know, expressed how I felt about what's going on in the world these days, but also find a way to do it in, in some, in a, in like a creative musical way that, you know, I could marry like two things that are really important to me, especially at a time like this uh-huh. into something that um, was an actual project. Right. I mean, four years is not that long no, to figure not. that out. That's actually very impressive, <laughs> I would say. It's taken some people decades and they're still not really there. I know. I feel like I was seeing so many people around me like in the industry like doing, doing it very well, very quickly. And I was like, shit, I need to figure out like how am I going to be like up there and like stand for what I believe in. And um, I'm so happy that it's turned out in, in this way and that I've been able to do um, this project. Yeah. So the Venus Project is what we're talking yes. about. What is what is your connection with Venus as a as a planet, as a goddess, all the I things? I mean, it just sounds so cool. <laughs> it does. It just sounds cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't want to call it um, Georgia Knot. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's kind of boring. Which I guess is what is what normally would happen for someone in yeah. a band to do a side project just yeah. called after yourself to make that difference yeah but I didn't want it to be like end with me start with me end with mm-hmm. me I right. wanted it to be like about more than that I wanted it to be able to branch out to whoever and and um be more of a collective thing right yeah so right now the Venus Project is the name of the album but it's also a larger idea that you're hoping will be ongoing it's a movement it's a revolution (laughs) I'm manifesting that in my in my dreams every night (laughs) yeah I mean that would be that would be amazing I mean like I think what I've created is very me in particular to like my taste in music and my um my things that I need to express as a musician but I'd love for other people that write other kind of music other kinds of music and and um express themselves in different ways within music to be able to have this project and and to do something with this project as well so maybe um depending on <laughs> the reception on the 8th of march <laughs> um i'll be able to kind of extend out some more branches and um invite as many women as possible to be a part of it yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about what inspired it. I was thinking of you. I was just in a meeting with three men, and I was like, "Oh, this is the feeling of being the only woman in the room." This yeah. happens all the time. And I this, mean, this was something that you had been feeling and thinking before, you know, the past year or so. Like throughout your career, you've been seeing that and feeling. Yeah, that. I mean, I just thought it was so normal for a long time. I just thought, oh well, I mean, I'm just the exception but right to be the uh, only woman who's in the studio who's on tour yeah that's kind of how I saw it It was like maybe I'm I'm the exception to this like man only role (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) um when did it dawn on you that that was a problem I think I mean there wasn't one moment or anything but um it just started to make me think a little bit and I started to notice it a little bit more and then I started to talk to people, um, other women in the industry, not only the music industry, but others as well. And they were feeling the same way. And I was like, oh, so (laughs) I'm not weird. (laughs) Um, And 
once I started to notice it, I started to notice it everywhere. And, and um, you know, even just like looking at movie posters or billboards or like or TV and everything, everything seems in our society seem to be like holding women in this place where they're like lucky to be involved type mm-hmm. attitude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> so I just decided that my way of trying to um, combat that was to do a project with all women and be like, look, we can hold our own actually. And um, it's been really fun and it's been really different for me because I've been able to explore like a different kind of music and I've been able to collaborate with people in a different way, in a very intimate way, in a very um, honest way. Um, not that I don't get to do that because I work with my brother anyway, so it's very comfortable there, but it's just a different type of um, fire that you start in yourself when you work with other women that feel the same way as you. Yeah. I was wondering how that dynamic plays out in Broods with your brother in terms of like if you have to fight to be heard more, Nah. <laughs> not not by him, but, not but by with him, him to, um, by other people. Like if, if you're talking to someone, if they automatically go to him for an mm, answer instead of you, mm. that kind of thing, which can happen. Yeah, I mean, like for, for me and Caleb, our relationship as a creative team is always super equal and, and it has been since we were kids. Like I didn't know that like boys got more opportunities or like I, I – kind of did but I didn't know that like he I didn't think that he was better than me I didn't think that he was stronger than me I didn't think that he was more talented or creative than me because that wasn't the attitude within your family and it wasn't and it wasn't his attitude towards me either Mm -hmm. um which I think maybe is the is one of the reasons why I've been able to come to that like um self-empowerment so much yeah yeah quicker than (laughs) than maybe I might have but um yeah when the thing that really bothers me um, is w- what I used to actually like um, when I went into the studio and I'd come up with an idea and I'd start to like express myself and I'd be like build up confidence and start to like be myself and then everybody <laughs> in the room would be like surprised that I was doing well uh-huh. or like I'd get into the vocal booth and I'd you know they're like oh my god you just did so well <laughs> and I'm like yeah I mean why wouldn't I it's my job it's my job <laughs> or like I'd I'd like come up with something real deep and meaningful or I'd like just be fast-paced working and I would be like really passionate and everybody's kind of sitting back like wow whoa <laughs> and I'm like mm. <laughs> you know and and I think when I was 19 and I came into the industry I thought that that was like such a cool feeling to prove people wrong and like and then I started to feel like I was just never not proving people wrong like I was never not being like faced with that look of surprise and um and I mean (laughs) I don't think that it should be a surprise that I've made like this album with a bunch of women like one day hopefully there'll there'll be heaps of projects that have been led by women and and express um a perspective the perspective of women and and maybe people won't like care anymore (laughs) because it'll just be normal right um 
But yeah, so yeah, let's talk about run. how intentional you had to be about making sure that it was all women's hands were on this album. Right, because and when we're talking about all women, it's really we're talking behind the scenes because mm. it's, it's only you as a performer, is that right? Um, yeah, well, myself and my friend Camila, who's um, co-produced pretty much the whole record with me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's, so then it's otherwise, the, the all-female is... is all of the production, this, yeah. the team, everyone yeah. that normally is male. But yeah. it's, it's the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I it's not that I have never worked with women in broods because I've worked with female producers and I've worked with female masters mm-hmm. and I've worked with female artists and stuff. Which is unusual. Um, to work with, like, yeah. Yeah, we often talk to women on this show who have never, never worked, worked with a woman producer. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is <laughs> so common. And I mean... um. Um, and, but like, when it comes to being, I don't know, like I wanted every aspect to be, um, an expression of woman, not just, um, you know, like, oh yeah, I have this woman playing like guitar or whatever. Like I wanted other people to have their input of what they feel like they wanted to express as a woman. The artwork was such an awesome part of it because working with, um, the, the woman who did the uh, the visual artwork for the Venus Project, her name's Ashley Lukashevsky, and she's like, you look on her Instagram, which is Ash Luka Draws, and everything she makes is super like, this is what I think, <laughs> and um, super like political and super, it's not conservative whatsoever. It's very like. These are my views. Yeah. <laughs> did you art. know her or did you just contact her from Instagram? Um, well, my flatmate is really good friends with her. And so she was like, you should get Ashley to do the artwork. And then I was like, yeah, actually, I should. <laughs> and then working with her and talking about like what, how she draws women. And like she draws women in a very ambiguous way. She doesn't draw women in, in this like 2018 ideal look. She She draws them like very colorful and voluptuous and strong and she draws women with leg hairs which is like funnily Still enough i know <laughs> I, I hate to break it Surprise. everybody out there but we've actually got hair on our legs <laughs> um and i think we just lost a bunch of listeners <laughs> can't handle it it's okay they'll come back yeah. they'll go do their own investigation and it's be like, just like oh no right. one of those feminists <laughs> yeah. the hairy ones <laughs> like burning their bras on this podcast yeah. yeah i mean i don't even own bras anymore fuck yeah <laughs> but yeah well that's because i got tiny tits like i don't really care oh, like you're awesome. like why am i doing that i don't I'm know like, it's so great yeah. every time i wear one i'm like no nope. oh. yeah. <laughs> i'm much more comfortable Man. with that yeah so nice um, I was going to actually ask you to shout out all the women who worked on this album because I think an important lesson here is that you have to, sometimes you do have to do a little bit more work to find the right woman that for the job that you're looking to fill. But it's because we haven't been given as many opportunities. Mm-hmm. So there aren't fewer of us because we're not as capable mm. biologically or by nature, but it's because we just haven't had as many doors open for us. So you need to really look and bring up women when you can. So I would love for you to just shout out the amazing women that you worked with. So anyone listen listening who needs to work with someone like that, now yeah. they can have some names, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was really hard for me to find people um, that were one, like, available <laughs> um, to, like, into what I was doing, mm-hmm. not only, like, um, as a, 
I mean, everybody that I talked to was into this whole like all female album idea, but into the music that I was making and, right. and wanted to like, you know, make that kind of music with me or right. express that kind of artistry with me. Um, so yeah, I worked on um, the actual music with uh, one of my best friends, Camila Mora, who plays Keys for Broods. Mm-hmm. Um, and another awesome, awesome producer called Ceci Gomez, and we just did the whole thing ourselves. Nice. <laughs> um, and then they're in LA. Yeah, they're both in LA. Camila lives five minutes from my house, so that's really great. <laughs> in oh. LA, that's critical. <laughs> I know. <Critical> detail. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't really go anywhere else. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ashley, Ashley did the artwork, as I said. Uh-huh. Um, it was mixed by this awesome chick who's been in the game for ages um ag adrian gonzalez um and mastered by emily lazar who's actually new york based and um she's like has a mastering log and she actually mastered the last broods record as well um so that was easy (laughs) yeah hey you want to do it again (laughs) (laughs) um and then i got to work with my, one of my best mates, Katie Lafoon, on photography, and it's not that hard to find um, female makeup artists. They're they're <laughs> everywhere and they're awesome. Um, um, but I worked with um, this awesome Kiwi chick, Amber D. And then making the video was a huge thing for me because, um, you know, every time <laughs> I go on to set, it was it's usually like men behind the camera and I'm supposed to be like vulnerable and expressive and it's sometimes it's quite like intense to feel like you can be that like because I don't know I feel like a, a need to kind of prove myself and compensate for my femininity, femininity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we made a video for Won't Hurt the first single and actually another New York based um, girl Morgan Grewer, 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 I think that's how you say it. Um, she, that's a good American. Yeah. <laughs> Grewer. Grewer. <laughs> she directed it with like this awesome cin- cinematographer, Kayla. Um, I don't even know people's last names. <laughs> I'm just like, hi. <laughs> and like that's that, enough information for people to Google. Right. Yeah, um, but like even like production designer and um, like gaffers and um you know, like so, you went all the way down to gaffer level. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there were some parts like we had like um, I think three men on set out of like maybe fifteen. That's awesome. Full female cast and um, and it was incredible. Like it was one of the most emotional like video shoots I've ever done because of the concept of the video was very like close to home for me and obviously the music is and the project is very. Um, personal to mm-hmm. myself but um yeah it was it was pretty amazing like I felt like I was gonna like c- cry the whole time because I was so like happy and like so excited to be able to do a video in that way yeah mm-hmm. can you describe what felt different about being on a set with mostly women I think um I felt like personally I felt like I was a boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I felt like, you know, people were asking me for my opinion and, and, and people were like going to me for for what I thought or what I wanted to do. And like Morgan and I like got to, to work together so like collaboratively on this video that it was so cool. Like I was like 
sitting there behind her, like standing there behind her, like watching each shot and like giving my <laughs> giving my input and like sometimes there have been times, especially when I was first came into the industry, where I'm on set and I'm like, Am I doing it right? <laughs> like right. I was like, No, nope, this is how I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's huge. Yeah. I uh I direct some stuff and my creative partner and I have been trying to um to have an increasingly female crew. And we started with an entirely male crew, the first stuff we were shooting. And it was constantly that feeling of like, are you going to listen to me? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I have to ask your advice for every decision that I mm. want to make. And I have to kind of run it through all the checks of, of all the guys on set. And the more we work with women, the more collaborative it does seem to feel. Yeah. I think I'm not saying probably. all men. I've no. also worked with wonderful men, but there's some, there's something about when the ratio switches Mm. especially for women directors it it feels I don't know it's just there's like more there's more breathing yeah (laughs) you know but I think like once you figure out that you have that in you like I I I did not know how like confident I could be in my own abilities or my own ideas or my own creativity until I did this project yeah because at the end of the day like the decisions were mine to make and and to be like kind of chucked into that by myself I chucked myself into this (laughs) (laughs) Um, like I learned so much about what I could handle as a just a human being and what I could handle as like a creative person what I could you know step up and do um, because I'd literally just given myself the opportunity that I hadn't had before yeah Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I want to ask you about a few specific tracks on the album because you wrote a beautiful little explainer about each of them. Oh, and yes, so I, I just want to kind of like get into the weeds about some of these because they're very like universal ideas that yeah. you're exploring in specific ways. So one of them is for Need Want. Um, you wrote, it's about feeling out of place in your own life, your home, but you feel like no one knows you, mm. which is such a well-articulated feeling that resonated with me. Can you mm. talk about... Yeah, I mean, I wrote that song with Camila. Uh-huh. We just, like, she just sat down at the piano and she started playing. And I was like, this this whole record has kind of been in the same formula as well, like, where I've just sat down and I've said, like, just let everything come out the way that I wanted it to come out. And I remember, like, just singing. I was like, okay, this is what I've got. <laughs> and then I, like, sang it out to her. And she's just sitting there like... Mm. Mhm, 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 mhm. Yes, yep. <laughs> She's just like agreeing with everything I'm saying because I think, like, for me, um, there is like everybody. I think everybody goes through these mm. stages of feeling like you have no idea, like whether people are actually seeing who you think you are, like, mm-hmm. or whether you feel like these people that know you actually know you and. And it's re- and everybody goes in there, and I can see everybody's in their little bubbles of like nobody understands right. me. And it's like um, for but, you, what br- <clears throat> what brings about that feeling for you? Because sometimes I experience that when nothing has changed in my life. Exactly, it's all the same setting, all the same people, and all of a sudden I feel like I've ghosted my own life. I know, I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? How I, I understand. I um, I think I get myself into that position so much. Yeah. Um, because. I like go in, into my own world so much yeah. and and I almost like see how isolated I can make myself before I go mental. Mm-hmm. Like 
Um, and sometimes, like, it's like a, I, I, it's almost like I'm doing like a social experiment on myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, where I'm just like, how how crazy can I go without like being, <laughs> you know, like put into hospital. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think, especially going to and from New Zealand and like having a life here and having a life in New Zealand that's like the person that I grew up as and the person that I am today, um, you know, everybody kind of expects you to, to just magically just like be the same person forever. And it's like, I think a lot of people, especially when you leave home and you start to decide like who you're going to be as your own individual person, everybody that you've known so far is always going to have like some sort of opinion of who that, <laughs> that person ends up being. And, um, I think that was that's like a huge feeling for me is like feeling like I can keep evolving without like other people thinking that I'm you've changed like <laughs> or like yeah that kind of totally. thing yeah. because yeah I do change all the time and and like to feel like I can still hold like who I used to be and like love who I used to be and like respect that but also not hold myself from becoming who I'm meant to be is it's kind of this weird like um, balancing act that you feel hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sometimes you have no idea where you should be you know, yeah, putting yeah. more weight in. You right, know? right, right. I just realized that... I'm totally sympathizing with a feeling that I think is very appropriate for a 23-year-old and maybe less so for a 35-year-old, <laughs> but fuck it, whatever. No, but I don't think so. I Some think, of this stuff never changes. I think it's part of being human, which is like when you've been settled in a place for a period of time, then whatever it is kicks in and says, but you have to worry about this and this and this, and right, right, things right. are not just going along. I don't think you come out of that phase. That you, yeah. you just no, hit it and I it's mean, forever. Right, and there's <laughs> a level where you're like, where you're you're younger and you're saying, what is my life? Right. And then mm. when you know what your life is, there's still all these tiny well, people little People will never stop telling time. you what your life should be. <laughs> and you stop, the day never, you die. never yeah. stop feeling like, like fuck you need off. to figure it out. Like, right. You know what you need? Right. No. Yeah. Don't tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel better. What? Um, <laughs> did you have One a- of the songs I loved, uh, the the theme of was um, <clears throat> the Sunday Scaries song, Take Me Out. <laughs> yeah. I loved that phrase because we all know what that is. Yeah. The idea of mm-hmm. like just that... Oh, that dread that sets in on Sunday when you have to then face but was the week. Yeah. But it was for someone who doesn't have a nine to but five it's, But because, because that feeling was more about like being at the end of a thing, at the end of a night, at the end of... You know, everyone's going home, everyone's going back to what they're doing, and it's late, and you have to face the idea that tomorrow I have to do what I 
have to do again, which is hard. And mm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And yeah, all of these things that stand in your way. So mm. that idea yeah. and putting that in the box of like Sunday, Sunday scares. <laughs> it's like it was. It's a great thing yeah. we can all relate to. My friends and I always call it, always like talk about the Sunday scaries. Um, I love that. Just because, I mean, there are obviously like moments and I've noticed like since I moved to LA two years ago and there's so much to do and there's so many people to hang out with and there's parties <laughs> and yeah. And it's like, I feel, I feel like I got like a year and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> because... I just kind of said yes to like being like way more outgoing than I usually have been mm-hmm. and and I was just saying yes to everything I was like yeah YOLO and and then and then I got and then I think I just I just keep hitting these like moments where I'm like <sighs> and like my friends would be feeling the same way, thank God, because yeah. then we just like sit down and be like, <laughs> commiserate. Are you feeling like really shitty? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and a lot I've seen like it, and a lot of people, and I've been like guilty of it myself, is is kind of trying to numb that feeling by more like distractions and and more like you know putting the real world off for this fantasy land like. What is that? Partying? Like, Like, what is the fantasy like? Oh, just pretending that you don't have responsibilities, basically. Yeah, so, like, parties and, like, just going to, like, festivals and, like, being like, yes, this can be my life forever. (laughs) I mean, that comes back to the age thing where, like, there should be a time when you have that and you are in a place in your career where you know you've established something super solid you can you're young you can do that (laughs) almost like you should be going to festivals and yeah taking that in right Mm -hmm. I mean yeah it's funny that you have that kind of guilt about yeah but but I mean it's more when I just um put my own like sanity and my own like mental health on the line by like keeping on putting myself in these situations where I'm like you know not sleeping or I'm not like I'm, yeah. I'm putting like a bunch of shitty well, stuff. He's about my body. ten years ahead <laughs> of where we were. Ago, though, I know. <laughs> well, yes, I've I've suffered from this my entire life. Basically. Yeah, yeah, the guilt and the anxiety and the roller yeah, coaster. Well, yeah, well, I mean, like you want to be able to. I think for especially if you are a person that is super sensitive to energies and and you put yourself out there and you like open your heart to like all this craziness and you're like absorbing so much. And then when that goes away, it, fe- it feels like this ginormous hole that's like, oh, my God, I, I feel like a shell like yeah. right now. Also, I will say I also moved to L.A. a few years ago and since moved back. But I had an amazing first year in L.A. It was like one big party honeymoon, yeah. like <laughs> honeymoon going period, out, yeah. going to the beach, going to the mountains, like did it all, didn't stop. And after a year, all of a sudden I felt very empty. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "This is fun," but wait, 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 wait. what's my life? What is real life? This is not real life. Yeah, were you not getting things done? No. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. When there's I was the having beach, a great time, how do you but... get things done when there's a beach? I yeah. know. <laughs> I got better at it. I could but, not be a but filmmaker. Definitely, a in year LA. flew by, and I had not done anything productive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's like a similar feeling that I got, and then that's when I was just like, 
should I need to actually do this project that yeah. I've been telling myself right. and yeah. other people that I'm going to do? Also because you're surrounded by other people in the industry, so you feel like you're still in it, and you're always yeah. talking about creative yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm totally successful. I went to a party with such and such. Well, yeah, but exactly. in a way, that is part of your work is to like yeah, maintain network this. Oh, some people, that's their job in right. LA. Right, totally. But, but it doesn't come to much unless you're also doing the work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. You can get wasted together, but it's probably not going to result in a job. It doesn't usually work out that way. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, who, like, what your circle of friends and, like, what your social life is there? Because you moved from New Zealand at, what, 1920? Um, I was 21 when I moved from New Zealand. Okay. So, like, you had to make a group of, you know, create a life without school or some infrastructure that allows you to, like, easily meet a group of people. Mm. It's like at this session or at, like where where did you connect with what you would call a group for you um <laughs> or friends i mean i don't I, have a group <laughs> <laughs> you know it's me like, yeah. <laughs> no, you have i have different friends, friends but, you i'm know, kind of like, like that as well like i i'm kind of for the first year i literally just hung out with other new zealanders that were in the same position as me right and i kind of still do that new zealand <laughs> musicians it's natural no just new zealanders <laughs> expats hang together yeah. Yeah. yeah well and but then i guess like i did meet other people but um i don't know like i i don't i don't know i, I get very stuck in my own life and i i just sometimes don't have the capacity to have more than three th friends at a time yeah. like <laughs> um yeah. but like the people that I was <laughs> yeah I hear you Accurate. I mean Accurate. who really does I don't know not like really really good friends right, that you right, can right. go to for anything and, yeah. I, and like I do have that in LA and and like I had a really good group of friends um especially in the last couple of years and some people have started to move away from me how dare they <laughs> and um but yeah like even when I did meet other people and like it'd be cool and like and then you'd go out of these like alternate alternate universes slash parties slash raves whatever and then you'd come out and you'd be like well I haven't gained any friends from that I haven't gained like like usually I get I just get so nervous about going out in public that I just get really drunk and I can't do anything and I just forget that I've met people <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Try not to do that. It's going to happen, though. It's, and it's okay if it does. Do you yeah. hang with your brother a lot? Like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got all, like, the same friends because we're only two years apart. And we always kind of have had the same group of friends, even when we were in high school. Um, but was it a fine. was it a tough decision to decide to take a break from broods or were you both on the same page? Yeah, we were definitely both, like, feeling like, what, like, what is next for broods we didn't know what we wanted to make next we didn't know we didn't even really know who we were at the end of the day because we we were so young when we came in and, and we were so like impressionable and I think we needed to take that time to figure out who we were and learn a little bit more about ourselves to to take some time to um hone in on our craft and Caleb's been producing his own side project and I've been able to like push so many boundaries that I had on myself through this project and going into album three for broods now is so much more exciting for one and so much more like 
I feel like this next album is going to be so much more of a realistic depiction of who we are as people and who we are as writers and artists. And I mean, I've, I don't feel like we've ever been this this real with ourselves. So I'm excited for that because people are going to hear like a really different, um, not like completely irrelevant, but really different side to us. And I'm pumped for that. Yeah. Does that mean more personal? Um. Yeah, I mean, like what, I've how always does written that? pretty personal songs. Like, I think this album, the Venus Project album, is really like the peak of personal <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, I think the things that we're singing about and the things that we're writing about in this next record for us as well is like it's a little bit more. Um, it's very self-reflective, and it's it's not really. It's more about what's what's going on internally rather than um, what's going on externally in our lives, and that's been a really cool um, experimental kind of like. It's been very uh, cool to dig deep and like create from like the, this internal world, and and um, yeah, it's very internal. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So the Venus Project comes out on International Women's Day. Yes, which is awesome. Rude not to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect branding. Yep. <laughs> Very aligned, yep. as they say. Um, so this episode will come out after that. So it's out now for those listening. You can go find it. The Venus Project. It's amazing. Sounds like there's a new Broods album that will be out at some point. Yep. We'll make it and we'll Great. release it. Beautiful. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> what more do you need than that? That's um, as far as ahead as I can think right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and you're going to perform in our office now, I think. So we should let you go so Woo! that you can oh, yeah. get set up for that. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to go have a sandwich. That's, oh, that's eating is first step. Yes. Always. <laughs> yep. Eat before anything else. Yeah. I've been thinking about that sandwich since <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> You thought we were talking about hard-hitting feminist issues, but she's been thinking about sandwiches yeah. this whole time. I'm so good at multitasking. <laughs> All right, Georgia, thank you. Thanks thank so much you. for having me. Yes, awesome. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.